here in the heart of downtown Memphis, distilled, barreled, aged, bottled in Memphis. First time that's been the case since Prohibition. It is Memphis whiskey. It's unto its own. Maple, sugar, charcoal distilling. It's good every single time to drink on ice. You can have it neat. You can mix your favorite cocktail with it. But everyone in my house, when they join me, they love it. And on top of all that, go to olddominic.com to check out all of their other products, whether it's gin, vodka, or that Tennessee whiskey. But don't stop there. Head on downtown to that state-of-the-art distillery, and you can get a cocktail, you can check out a tour and tasting, and just have a good old time. Elevated, yet relaxed atmosphere. Sits at 305 South Front Street, Old Dominic Distillery. Come say hi. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright 929 espn Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, on X, at MGNauto. Mark, good day, sir. Uh, happy Friday to you, Jeffrey. Um, I was going through my schedule this morning, mm. planning stuff out through uh, through Christmas. You know, the Sound Christmas like my break. wife. Um, well, coverage. I'm not planning like life out. I'm planning, mm-hmm, yeah. like, well, my work life out, coverage wise. Uh, what's the phrase JR used to use on uh, on on WWE? Business about to pick up. Yeah, uh, next two weeks. Business, business about to pick up. Business is about to pick up. We got, uh-huh. as we noted yesterday, and it's becoming clear, uh, three of maybe the five most important games remaining on the Tiger basketball schedule over the next couple weeks starting with Sunday's game at Texas A&M I mean you you can talk to me Sunday is one of the two most re- important remaining games two most important yep I think it's this game or I think it is the the regular season finale at Florida Atlantic yep. interesting um so you got that you got business you got, you got the Tigers in the midst of a defining stretch certainly of non-conference play and maybe even of their season you've got now Less than two weeks away from John Morant's return. But in the meantime, uh, one, and we'll get into this maybe in a second, and what what are we going to be talking about coming out of the weekend? One, some potential developments in his lawsuit next week, that lawsuit with Joshua Holloway. Two, as if there wasn't enough going on, we got Dylan Brooks' return to Memphis in a week Mm. from today. Um, I think that's lost some luster. Well, the fact that it's so close to John Morant's return, I think, is part of it. And then also the fact that they're going to have played twice already yeah. leading into the game because they also play the Rockets on Wednesday. But you got that. You've got, frankly, the Grizzlies just playing better in general. Um, you've also got just silly season in college football, which is... You know, obviously, he hasn't affected Memphis in a major way. You know, like Seth Hennigan's coming back. Ryan Silverfield is still going to be the coach next year. But, you know, there's some tangential stuff, whether it's the the defensive coordinator or, you know, some starting offensive linemen going in the portal. You've got that. You've got early signing day within the next two weeks. Um, you've also got um, – what am I missing here? I think I'm – well, John Morant's return just period. And now, suddenly, you've got the game – on Tuesday on the 19th was already kind of, you know, obviously you were everyone had that circled the moment the schedule came out because it was his first game back. But now his first home game back against the Pacers is suddenly like... You could be playing the Cup champions. Well, not just the Cup champions. It's playing against the player who very clearly has taken John Morant's spot. And we can get into this in a second. Yeah. Unlike the young... In terms of other people's perceptions right now, and I think it's all kind of prisoner of the moment type of stuff, personally. I mean, Halliburton has taken the the fl- new flavor of the week. I would say this. I think if you went to, like, the tastemakers in the NBA and asked, who's the best young point guard in the NBA? Yeah, I would never I think, actually go to them. 
I think most, but because you want to talk about the most prisoner of the moment human know, beings that we've ever seen. But I'm just seen. telling you, most of them right now would say it's Tyrese Halliburton and not John Morant, even though John Morant has accomplished quite a bit more than Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, but those people are all about like what's hip, what's cool. No, like, yeah, I agree, like, but I'm just telling you that's what the you know that's the that's the narrative right now is that Tyrese Halliburton is the I mean, best young point guard in the NBA right now. Uh, yes, I don't know if I, I agree with it, but I that's would, the I would, narrative. I would agree with. I would agree with he has taken up the mantle of best young point guard in the NBA. I would also argue it's not like we're getting flooded with Tyrese Houghton Burton. Like in terms oh, I think of la- after last ads, night, but I'm talking maybe oh, yeah, maybe it's yet. coming. But yeah. like no, you're right. This like it's to act like he's replaced that. I'll is say a this: stretch. it has the feel of the be- remember the begin the first couple months pre All Star game, Jaw's third year when he really kind of became the star sure. he is now. Or the star he was before all this trouble he ran into. So, lots to get to in terms of what are we going to be talking about. I got to bolt out of here, Jeffrey. I have the honor and privilege mm. of doing a family trip to the Gaylord Opry Land mm. Hotel this weekend. Uh, yeah, you, can you feel the excitement in my voice? Yes, no, totally. How excited I am to go there for. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be. I'm sure there's going to be no crowds because it's Christmas time. Um, I'm sure it's just gonna be an extreme value. Yeah, like, so much bang for your buck. Good bang mm-hmm. for my buck. Yeah, lots totally. of adult stuff going yeah, on no, there, awesome. right? You yeah. know, yeah, definitely not. Uh, but I got a bolt after this segment to get the. We, we've got we've got reservations at four o'clock, Jeffrey. Uh, for uh, congratulations. Yeah, so, I've never been. Um, I'm sure it's wonderful. Or excuse me, I think it's like six o'clock. We gotta get at. We got. I got to get out of here. Is is the bottom line. Um, so I appreciate you manning the show for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I rest didn't have of a choice. <laughs> well, I still appreciate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots to get to. Blake Topmeyer will join the, us. The, later. I appreciate. That's like when the airline goes. Thank you for your patience. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> it's like here's you. We've had you on the tarmac for yeah. four hours. But yeah. here's a bag thank, of pretzels. Yeah, but thank you for your patience. Here's a bag we of didn't of have a choice. <laughs> Uh, but Our only choice was, do you want to become a headline story? Uh, Blake Topmeyer will join us at 240 or so. Jeffrey will talk to him about the college football playoff, everything going on in college football. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Three o'clock or so. We, uh, I'll Je- get into the Jeffrey list. Jeffrey will get yeah. into the list, and then Jeffrey will give Gave you his games, games of the, of the weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So we got a, we got a good show. You. We got a good show, but let's start with... You're not going to control my content. Like, you may be the editor of the Commercial Appeal. You are not the editor of <laughs> well, me. I'm not the editor of the Commercial well, Appeal. whatever. sports you, editor. Okay, sorry. Um, you may be the sports editor. Um, <laughs> that's fair. You will uh, not be controlling my content. All right, Jeffrey. What are we going to be talking about coming out of the weekend? What do you think... What is your number one potential storyline coming out of the weekend? I think... If we're going to start locally, what's the biggest question is, what do the Tigers look like on Sunday? Yeah, I think that's right. Because to me, this would be an argument. There's, I think there's two massive games in terms of resume line remaining on the schedule, and it's the two big road games. So it starts on Sunday. So you don't think Virginia and Clemson will be big home resume games? games? Are just always going to be, home games are always just going to be treated mm. differently. Okay. Road games are different opportunities. So if you wanted to make the case that Sunday's the biggest game remaining, mm-hmm. here's how I would here's how I'd make that case. You have the opportunity to pick up a win that makes you nationally relevant or puts you on the consciousness of the selection committee for basically the rest of the way. Mm. Because there's really not many other like you're gonna get some some big home opportunities. But think about last year. Did the A and M game really change the narrative? It was a fun, fun home game. Like it was, it, it was, it was something I think the fans really needed because that was kind of like a. I feel like it was a very similar time to like how we feel right now, where you didn't, you weren't feeling great, but it was not the disaster that you'd had the year before around this time. Mm-hmm. But you needed kind of something fun, and that was a, a fun game with all the dunks and. Yeah, he kind of had to hang on at the end. But overall, like, that was kind of a, a big pick-me-up. Well, this would be the type of road win that would change your metrics big time. And all of a sudden now, you're going to have the rest of the way in which you're going to be on the, the committee's mind. That would be my case for why this is the biggest one. I still would argue the biggest game is going to be at the end of the year, the mm-hmm. road game, because no matter what people say, recency bias clearly matters. And it'll be that'll be like perhaps, yes, a, this perhaps could, a title game. You know, a and this is like one of those CBS yeah. 
the, the it's it, what we've seen at the Houston games the last couple years. It's it's one of those CBS. Even though it's 11 a.m., you know, maybe you get – I don't know if you'll get Nance now that Houston's not – Well, Nance is done with college basketball. Oh, that's right. Remember that was – I don't even know if you'll get Ian I mean, Eagle, but you'll get – You'll. it'll be a lar- much larger audience. Doesn't for, it, I feel like Ian's got a place down in Florida for January. <laughs> um, he feels like a New Yorker that also that – also d- No, because he does so much stuff. Yeah, I but he, uh, he also feels like a guy that dabbles down in Boca. Well, regardless, a lot more people are going to watch that Florida. The minimum, he's got a sandwich and bagel shop in, in, in Boca. You know that. He's got his spots. The reality is way more people will watch that game at the end of the yes. year just because it's March. It's, well, it's also it's, it's an NFL Sunday. Yeah, like this. What time's tip? Uh, I believe it is Why did it have 2 o'clock. Two, I o'clock. Say, why did it have 2 on my mind? I couldn't remember. So, right in the smack dab middle of the witching hour and... Oh, three, by, three o'clock tip. Three o'clock tip. All right, right before the Bills and Chiefs kickoff. This yeah. is not going to be like for the it's co- on ESPN two. But yes, way more people will watch that Florida Atlantic game at the end of the year but than this, this is Texas. Just, the A&M only people who are going to watch this game are college basketball sickos and us. And like yeah, Memphis yeah. basketball and Texas A&M basketball yeah. fans. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I don't know if it's the biggest just because it's so early in the season still. Like ultimately, if they lose this game. You'll be, I guess, disappointed, but they're not going to be favored in it. And there's still opportunities to spruce up the resume with two home games coming up against Virginia and Clemson. Whereas, you know, we're going to have a lot more clarity on exactly where the Tigers stand by the time we get to that Florida Atlantic game, obviously, and whether they have, you know, what they've done and all that. So, but nonetheless, your point is well taken in the sense that this is for a. Uh, beginning of December type game, it's a really big one for the Tigers because of what we know, what, what has been well documented at this point of there aren't that many opportunities on the schedule to get wins like yeah, this. Yeah, it's also the why when everyone's like, well, it's still December. It's like, okay, but let's deal with the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yes. The reality of the situation is they've got five, maybe six games left that's re- that are Change really, people minds. That are really going to help yes. them, help their resume. Every other game is just like, like every other game, if you win them all, will help your resume because you've won like 20 games sure. against bad teams. But taken individually, like all they're going to do is hurt you. Yes. Pretty much. Um, and so ba- all that's left really that can, that we can say definitively is going to help the Tigers are these next these three. next three a and m at on the road Virgi- uh Clemson at home next weekend and then Virginia on December nineteenth and then the two f a u games I think we feel good right we feel good I don't know if Florida Atlantic's the top five top ten team preseason that people build them to be, but they still look like they are them them and Memphis are in a different class, if you will, among AAC teams. They look like a legitimate top 25 team. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, as of right now, the Tulane game on the road would be a quad one game, according to the, what their net is now. So Yeah, you know, but you always got to keep an eye on Tulane. Yeah, no, two, it's Tulane. And to me, the, the teams I have circled as, like, huh, maybe, you know, maybe those road games could turn into something for the Tigers that could be meaningful are Tulane and Wichita State. I got my eyes on them as like teams that could maybe sneak into the top seventy-five of the net by the time the end of the year rolls around. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. It's like, but maybe it's like maybe. Well, and it's not like oh, you know, we're asking for them to sneak into the top fifty. No, top we're seventy-five. At, we're asking. We're, we're, I'm asking so the road games correct. are a quad one. I don't to be a, for the home games to be quad one. You got to be top thirty, and that's why, like to your point, the Virginia and Clemson games. While Virginia and Clemson look good right now, like. You know, I don't think they'll drop out of the top fifty or top seventy-five, but for those home games to be quad one, those te- those teams got to remain in the top thirty. I think. Well, and like maybe it's not fair, but like there's also for me there's a feeling of all right, I kind of trust that Virginia is going to hover somewhere in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I you know well, I, when's the last time Clemson made the NCAA tournament? Because Brownell is one of those guys. Like yeah, no, he's if he's, he's on the Ron. hot seat, that's when he makes the tournament. Because that's the how last year was. <laughs> it was the first year where we were back with. Arenas, like so, the first year okay, after. So he's Indian. only two years removed from yeah. the tournament. That's that's kind of quick for him, based on his track record. <laughs> he well, he would have gotten another job if he was making the tournament more than once every question. three or four years. Is the downfall of Clemson football and Clemson basketball looking looking a little better? Are those related? 
I doubt it. Because it used to be basically every single cent yeah. was diverted straight to football. No, and then and then it was like for a second, it looked like the boosters at Clemson were what like, if, all right, what if, you, what, if, what, if, what if there are a few? I think there were a few boosters at Clemson that, that well, they almost quietly had it. Well, they, they quietly had enough of Dabo. Mm. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe. Well, because a few years ago, they almost got Zion until Duke came in at the last minute and got him. Mm. I mean, Coach can't just recruited him better. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what it was. It wasn't a last minute, uh, last minute offer. No, 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 definitely no. wasn't like the eight hundred thousand dollar home. And no. yeah, no, no, totally, no. Yeah. Um, How but, dare you even suggest as much? I, I, I'll say this: to to beat A and M on the road, they're going to have to play their best game of the year. The Tigers. They're going to play yeah, better than obvious. they did in the Missouri game. Like even you know like. They're gonna they're gonna have to play significantly better than they have been playing, um, or they're just gonna have their best shooting performance. Yeah, of the but year. that I would mean, be yeah. playing the best they've played. I mean, ultimately, I mean, and then the question is how will how will Penny Hardaway handle things from a bench perspective? Because I think, well, to me, it's just the the overall or larger question is how do they look? Yeah, like how, are, what is because that that encompasses rotations that encompasses. You know, how do they look offensively? How do they look defensively? Because very clearly, is this team becoming his own team. Well, because very clearly, everyone admitted after that game, while like oh, they're thrilled with the fact that they they were happy that they won the game, it wasn't one of those scenarios where everyone was criticizing the win and the Tigers were like, "What are you talking about? We won the game!" Like even the players were like. Yeah, no, we didn't play no, well. Caleb Mills even is like, yeah, well, at least we got the win. Yeah, like the the, the, the all. Way is not a great thing because <laughs> that like acknowledges like. Eh, well, it's also it. good that they seem to be aware, sure. though, and so and but then I think they were aware during the game. They didn't. <laughs> well, and the big thing in this game is we've seen. I know they ended. Up, I think they ended up technically out rebounding VCU. But part of the reason that game was the way it was was because they allowed way too many offensive rebounds to VCU, yeah, especially that I, one guy. I would argue, yes, they still got it. They lost the offensive rebounding total. They did cut it down. It was like instead of losing by double digits, like they lost by four. It was They, they cut it down significantly. Which you, listen, you want to do the spin zone of mm-hmm. that? that's why they could have lost – I would argue if they didn't even do it as well as they did, yeah. they could have got blown well, out. Well, they're going to in a game against Texas A&M. Texas A&M is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country this year. Oh, I hadn't heard. Um, <laughs> so that is going to be their strength. And then um, what's the little, what's the point guard's name? I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden. Uh, it starts with a J, right? Um, Why is White coming to mind? Hold on. I'll find it. Um. But he killed. He he was very good against the Tigers last year during that comeback. If you will. remember when they remember they had the comeback in yeah. the second half, Wade Taylor, that's his name. I knew there was a W. In um, there. but he's a six foot point guard, and we've seen you know in the Ole Miss game, the Jackson State game, like when they've gone against a good little point guard, they have you, you got you sounded very height supremacist fine. when you say this. Just a good point guard, they've had Thank some you. trouble. They've had some trouble defending that that type of guy. So. Um, I definitely think we'll be talking about that coming out of the weekend, right? Win or lose, either it's the biggest Listen, win. He's ranked at six, or he's listed at six feet one seventy five. Yeah, that's like Alo. Mm-hmm. Alo was a little bigger than that. Alo, not taller, bigger, um, bulkier, bulkier. Um, nonetheless, we'll be talking. It's either going to be. We'll either be talking about the biggest win. Well, would it be bigger than Arkansas? Yes. Would, would, yeah, I mean, winning on, on the road. Now, I don't know emotionally. I don't know emotionally if it is, but, but on the on the significant, on the, it is more on significant. the bracket sheet. Correct. It would be the most. It would be the biggest win of the season. Correct. So we also had Joey brackets. We got a new Twitter, a new Twitter X thing that I've noticed he's doing. When we head into the weekends, mm-hmm. he's starting to list out like his whatever top sixty-eight. Yeah. So they're sitting there squarely at like thirty-one or thirty-two. Like A and M is no Memphis, Memphis mm-hmm. and like Arkansas's one spot in front of them. Mm-hmm. But A and M's comfortably like in that. Head. Yeah. And then if they lose, I think we're talking about there's a lot of pressure on these two home games that you have against Clemson and Virginia. Yeah, I think though if if they lose, I think the first question would be, well, why did they lose? Yeah. Like, did they go and was it like a toe to toe went toe to toe with A and M on the road? road? You got beat yeah. on the road as an underdog. Like, there's no shame in that. Like, yeah. it, you got beat against a good team on the road. Or did it look like the last two games did? Yeah. Did it look concerning? 
it, it looked like the last two games did, and now you went up against a good team and they beat you by double digits. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, like, that's the key question is what did it look like? Yeah. But I think win or – I think no matter how they lose, it is going to – if they lose this game, again, I don't think it eliminates anything for them. It doesn't hurt your resume, but I do think it puts a lot of pressure on the Virginia – on the Clemson and Virginia games. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no question on that. I mean, I would still argue, though, like, you're not going to get really punished for, like, if they go 0-3, they're not going to necessarily be punished for this, but it's like you basically you basically run out of opportunities until you play FAU. I think that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to, you're not really going to change anyone's mind, bolster your resume without without winning some of these games, some of these three. Okay. All right, Grizzlies-wise, NBA-wise, are we going to – going to be talking about that NBA in-season tournament championship game between the Lakers so, and the I don't uh, know if you've, Pacers tomorrow night? It's tomorrow night, right, I think? Tomorrow night, Saturday night. In so, Vegas? Yeah, they're doing t- they ain't playing it on Sunday. <laughs> no. No, they're not, they're not going to do that. Um, when I noticed they played like one of them at 4 o'clock yesterday, was that to avoid the Thursday night football game? Yeah, I mean, I think they wanted it smack dab in the middle, but I think they also wanted to, like, have time. Like, there was, like, a – looked like there was, like, a battle rap concert in the middle. Oh, uh, okay. huh. So we had the, you know, we had the joint – we had the joint broadcasts. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a look. LeBron is going all out in this thing. Mm. And I'm not just talking about, like, just last night. Cup games, like, we saw. We saw LeBron in a cup game. Different intensity, different mm. focus. Well – I, have you heard the the the, the MJ, conspiracy theory? MJ yeah. doesn't have any. MJ doesn't have an in season well, tournament. Trophy. So I don't even necessarily think it's a conspiracy. I do think LeBron is big on resume lines. Mm. It's kind of like, and he can be the first, correct? The first, yeah. No, and also if you're the league, that's kind of good. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think it it, definitely. You, it's remember what they used to call Hulk dust when you're going to put somebody over. You have Hogan put him over, sprinkle a little Hulk dust on him to give him the seal yeah, of approval. Have, like LeBron having the, the, the good, Bron Bron dust on this would be big. Well, and I think now the way it has been set up from a narrative perspective with Halliburton, I think the league wins no matter what here because either Le, to your point, LeBron and the Lakers win this title, or you can kind of crown one of your new stars. You know, yes. as a league. Well, and I, I also think... Like, and he'll have to go through LeBron to do it. I kind of like the idea you've got one team that is the, you know, LeBron, AD, like the clear... A-list, Old guard, yeah. A-list stars. Yeah. And then you got kind of the up-and-coming, mm-hmm. let's see what you got. Yeah. No, I, I think it is... This has worked out, I, I don't want to say about as well as the league could have hoped, you know, because we did have, like... I didn't like the. I guess the Mavericks. Their floor never actually worked, but by and large, this has gone certainly much better than I anticipated. This in-season tournament. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Like overall, I think it has been. I thought it would just be kind of blah and not resonate at all. And I think to your point you've made earlier is the only reason it hasn't resonated here is because the Grizzlies were yeah. so bad at the when the tournament games now, were going on. I will say, I was a little woke last night. They made the uh, arena seating very dark. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard it was half empty. Very dark. I mean, that is something they probably need to tweak. Like, imagine if you are a Pacers fan and you wanted to go to that game. You had, like, two days to go book tickets to Vegas. Like, they probably need to move the Vegas games, like, a week or two later. Well, I also think there's, like, a legitimate question of, like, does it need to be neutral? We don't decide the finals on a neutral field. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to. I think it's a Vegas thing. Like it's a. Yeah, but we're trying to. We're trying to set the. We're ramping up to us having a Vegas team. Yeah, I would also make the argument like. mm, I'm not sure. Like I do think Vegas is going to have a legitimate question. Can they support all these teams? Like everyone seems. There seems to be a money grab going to Vegas. And I'm not sure, like, it's not like well, Vegas you say, is like can this. they support this team? I think they have enough tourism. Like, the question is, can they actually build legitimate fan bases? Where, like, because I think they can, fi- right, like, but, they uh, can fill on, allegiance. You kind of got football brain going there. I guess yeah, it's one thing to, like, there's eight games a year, and then you, yeah. can have, you can sell your tickets to other fans that are going, A, on a weekend when you know. Yeah. It's another thing to have 41 home games along with, and there are 41, aren't there 41 hockey games? Yeah, 41 hockey games and we're going to have 80-something. 81 baseball games. Yeah. Which, that's still, 
Although that's going to be a smaller stadium, it sounds like. It's be I mean, more. it's smaller, but it's still going to be bigger than those two arenas. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it it will be interesting to see how it latches on. And I don't know if Vegas. anyone else has been paying attention. I don't know the last time everybody's been to Vegas, but if you've been to Vegas post pandemic, you had a you had a very very sobering thought, which is I can't afford to do this. And it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, and now you saw F1 attendance was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been hosting a lot of big things, and a lot of people have been like, I'm going to let somebody else go. Mm, interesting. Well, nonetheless, I do. Th- I don't know if we'll be talking about it come Monday. The, the no, I mean, LeBron turn. will be. Well, and here's why, why I would say it from a Grizzlies perspective. One, the Grizzlies play tonight against the Timberwolves. Sounds like if you're looking to get, like, if you're in the – Here's what I will say, one one blowback of the in-season tournament that I did not calculate into my uh, analysis of it initially, like tonight's Grizzlies home game, if you want to get like, if you want a good seats to a Grizzlies home game, tonight's because tonight. this, wasn't on, this wasn't on the schedule, like I was looking online, like you can sit really close in the lower level for like way less than you normally would for a normal game. And I want to say even the Grizzlies face value tickets have been advertising like as low as 35 bucks to sit in the lower level. Yeah, and I mean this is kind of like what and we like saw. And like 10 bucks well, to go is, sit in the upper deck. This is kind of what we saw with Detroit on Wednesday. It's like part of the whole thing is like, oh well, this game was like it wasn't really part of the season it ticket. It was announced. Package. Like, you know, here here you go. Also, I think weather's going to suck. Yeah, like I'm just saying, if if you if you're in, if you're looking you to go to a, a, a an NBA tonight. game and sit close for not that much, eh, tonight might be your night. All right, so here's what I have for my Grizzlies question. Okay, are the Grizzlies playing better, or was the schedule just easier? Yeah, did they? I think it's both. Right? Isn't it somewhere in between? They are playing right, better. But you tonight, can watch tonight them. is actually a good test. Like I'm not saying they have to win. Yeah, but are they? Yeah, are they super competitive against? Correct. You know, and if like you want to take the argument, the argument would be yes, they got Dallas shorthanded, but they played Phoenix on the second night of a back to back, and they were competitive. Like yeah, yeah Phoenix, and it was won. Phoenix with Durant yes. and Booker, and they both played well. Now Booker, they were also on the second night of a back to back. I believe that night. But um, like you went to the half of the lead, like you were competitive. Like that. You're right. And tonight you're getting the Timberwolves, who are the best team in the league right now. They have the best record. Um and. Uh, they beat you pretty good, right? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, it was the Sunday. Remember that was the that was the that oh, was yeah, the Anthony, that, was, that the, was the Anthony Edwards this, man. You're right. This will be a good test because this will yeah. be yeah. This will be like a full circle moment. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. I was uh, I was rewatching the uh, the game from the other day against the Pistons. Um, I did take note. I know the team hasn't said this. Did take note that Pete Pranica mentioned. Marcus Smart is starting his ramp up process. Mm. Starting ramping up already. Play groups? I didn't hear play groups. Did we, we hear cleared for contact? I heard ramping up. That's what I heard. But is but is ramping up cleared for contact? I don't think so. I need I need someone to actually do the flow chart. I think it's like ramp up, then cleared for contact. Mm-hmm. Then play then, groups. No, no, no. Vitamins. Then you do your vitamins work. Oh, you gotta get back in your fundamentals. You gotta get back yeah. in your vitamins, then play groups. Then five on five? Then five on five, yeah. and then you're in. I think. Then you're questionable. We'll have to get Taylor then, Jenkins. Then to you're give questionable us. on the. Then you're questionable on yeah. the injury report. Yeah, exactly. You upgraded to questionable. Um, but I think we're in ramp up mode for Marcus Smart. According, I, I heard that phrase used by Pete Branica. Did you think at the time there was any chance that Marcus would return before Kennard? No, I definitely did not. No, no. It feels like it feels like John might return before both of them. I. I think there's an actual chance of that. Nah, I, I mean, I think. I, mean, Luke, I think certainly so Jaws going to come before Canard. They added two weeks on Monday, correct? So Canard, two to three weeks. Yeah, and so that's even before. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't even gotten cleared for contact ramp. Like you yeah. know, what I mean, like that's. We got. Well, I think you can I know, start you can still, ramp but up still, before. But we're still looking at possibly a month. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. And then, by the way, I'll tell you what else I've noticed on the broadcast. What's that? Seems like there's, when you're speaking of plenty of good tickets, seems like there's plenty of good tickets available for that New Year's Eve game. Oh, I don't know if you've noticed it. There's been a lot of promos for the New Year's Eve game. Interesting. Um, That's a tough date. And that's a tough date to have a game. It's it's the, like, I, it's the same thing. I, someone tried to like, well, you can then go downtown. It's like, 
No, like you, you, like you're just your wife's or your girlfriend. Like they're no, they're not going to do that. They're not. They're not giving up that. Se- t- they're not giving up that seven to ten o'clock hour. It's a tough sell. Yeah, it's a tough sell. You're not. You're not getting. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. Like why playing the college football playoff is so dumb on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's a tough sell. Yes. It's just a tough sell. Um, but <laughs> the Grizzlies would agree. It seems like <laughs> there's been a lot of promos. Nonetheless, uh, they got the Timberwolves tonight, and then here's another interesting thing: the variable in this. What will we be talking about? Monday, there's a chance Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, John Morant has to testify in mm. court at Shelby County Circuit Court as part of his lawsuit with Joshua Holloway. Don't sound so excited, Mark. Um, I'm not. Well. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. It would be. As a newsman. Yes, you are. As a newsman. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you lie be, to the audience. It would be a I've spectacle. Watched you, I've watched you do this wishy-wash stuff. No, no, no. It would be a spectacle. There you go. And I enjoy covering spectacles. Mm-hmm. Um if he, it's unclear at this point if he will have to appear in court or not, and or what day he would have to. But there will be, I don't know the exact wording for it, but there will be a, essentially they are going to determine over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're going to have a the hearings. So he's been subpoenaed to be deposed, correct? Not to no, he's been subpoenaed to testify. He's already been subpoenaed to depose, and he's been able to kind of duck and dodge that well, on scheduling his, stuff. His attorneys, yes, um, and so he has not actually been deposed in this so lawsuit. What is, he's yet. been subpoenaed to do what? To testify in court as part of a hearing. But would he have had to have testified if he would have been deposed? Probably because his dad and mom and like. The but pe- isn't the deposition your testimony? That's different because the t- deposition was for the lawsuit. This testimony is for these hearings, which is going to determine. Remember how before we were determining whether John ja Morant could cite the stand your well, ground first, law. Well, first off, we were determining the constitutionality of stand your ground. That yes. was that was the first one. Then whether or not it well was a that put- has not been determined yet. The constitution, right? But that was a discussion. Remember we had that hearings on that. Then well, it was whether or not it applied. Whether or not John ja Morant could use it. Yes, and so the judge ruled that he could use it. And now these hearings are going to determine he's now allowed to use it. And so these de- these hearings are going to determine whether it is applicable to this case. And if it is... Are you an applicable guy or applicable? Applicable, whatever. Applicable, applicable. Whether it, whether well, it, applies, whether it applies to this case. Mm-hmm. And then if it does apply to the case, if, they've, if the judge views it as a, you know, th- this is with merit, his stand your ground, they'll... This case could get dismissed. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit could get dismissed and thrown out because of it. Um, so these. Ooh, that's a real catch twenty two. Because on the one hand, you don't want to test. You don't want to testify. Yes, for, for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But but here's if that the, gets this thing done. Here's the variable. It won't get it done because they'll throw it out. And what'll happen is another because, suit <laughs> because they haven't determined the constitutionality of the law. Mm. My guess is Holloway's lawyer will then challenge the constitutionality of the law. So it won't actually be over, but it would be a major step in the right direction for John Moran. If it go, if that indeed happens. But the big question again is he's been subpoenaed. His dad's been subpoenaed. And even his dad, for instance, has already been deposed and, so, but he's still been subpoenaed to testify in court. Yeah. So, I don't think it would have mattered whether he had gotten deposed or not. Now, the question is again: I it is unclear to me whether he's been subpoenaed to testify in court. I still am unclear whether John Moran is actually going to appear in court. Right. Next so, the week. question for me is like: he's been subpoenaed, but we don't know yet. Like, there is a scheduling conference this afternoon. I presume his lawyers are doing everything possible to make sure that doesn't happen. Now, the question is, if they've reached a point where you just can't avoid it. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. My, my guess is, in some form or fashion, he has not given his side of the story yet, other than in a police report that was done a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, my guess is, in some form or, fa- form or fashion, for this hearing, he's going to have to give his side of the story. And I... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a legal expert. We'll probably know more or, here or later today. Or plead the fifth a lot. I don't think, I mean, he didn't do anything. It's not a criminal case, so yeah. there's nothing to plead the fifth for. Um, and so we'll see. The whole thing is, you know, I've said repeatedly, this whole lawsuit is silly. It should be thrown out. It's, it's a waste. Out. It's a waste of our time. Yeah. Now, that being said, there is a very real possibility the first real public comments John Morant makes since his suspension occur in a Shelby County, uh, occur in a wit, on the witness stand in a Shelby County courtroom. 
That's that's always good for the brand. <laughs> All right, Mark's going to get out of here. He's on his way to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. RIP actual Opryland. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've never been. I'm not all that. I'll give you the review on Monday. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, try to convince Josephine to go other, to other attractions. Uh, that's just not one that. That's not one that's ever been on my apparently, bucket list. Apparently, the the Christmas decorations. No, I'm are sure wonderful. it's. But you know what else has amazing Christmas decorations? Disney World. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Disney, yeah. I guess Disney World's. Yeah, Disney World's better than Opryland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's also, but it's also like parents' nightmare a little bit too. Yeah. No, but. Josephine's in the sweet spot. Her dad likes Disney World. Okay, so uh, that's there that's a go. big spot. All right. Well, safe travels to uh, you and yours. We'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> Bit of a programming note: Blake Topmeyer cannot join the program today, but we're going to stay with the Grizzlies. So, Demichael Cole's going to join us during the next segment. But before we do that, I want to remind you that today's program is brought to you by one of my new favorite spots in town, Birdies. Birdies is located at 493 South Main. It's a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main district of downtown. Birdies has three golf simulators as well as a virtual putting course and a full-service bar and a great menu. If you're like me, you hate the cold, but you got the itch to go work on your golf game, Go reserve one of their simulators and make a day or night of it. Just last weekend, while watching the Memphis Ole Miss game, I went over with my brother and my golf buddy. We were playing Augusta, and we were watching the Tigers and the Ole Miss game. If you're a gearhead, Birdie Simulators offer all the data that you need to work on your game. Whether it's swing path analysis, ball speed, swing speed, smash factor, all of the readings that you would want to work on your game, Birdie Simulators will tell you everything about your swing. It's also just a great place to hang out with a good drink and good friends. Also, if you're thinking about getting something for the golfer in your life this holiday season, you can pick up gift cards for Birdies, which make a great gift idea. Don't get that golfer in your life golf balls that he's not going to use or a golf glove that doesn't fit. Get them a gift card to Birdies. They will thank you later. You can reserve a simulator today at their website, golfatbirdies.com, golfatbirdies.com, or you can just go right in to 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies, right there in the South Main District of downtown. When we come back, let's talk some Grizzlies basketball with Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal. We'll do that next right here on Jay Out and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Back this home dog heading into the weekend. I'm Joe Ostrowski here to help you beat the books with BetQL. The Grizzlies host the T-Wolves tonight, and Memphis is a six-point home underdog. The BetQL model likes the number on the home team. They think this number should be much shorter. BetQL has the Grizz plus six as a five-star best bet. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL and BetMGM apps today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The weather gets colder during the month of December. We expect that. But the NFL deals stay red hot thanks to FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Don't miss out. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there really is no better time to get in on this great NFL action. The app's easy to use. You can bet on all kinds of things like player props, over-unders, spreads, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash fuller f-u-l-l-e-r for this great holiday nfl action fanduel is the official partner of the nfl and 92.9 fm espn 
21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Jaren. I'm the singer and guitarist in a band, and I use my Cricket phone for everything. It's basically like another band member. Don't miss a single beat. Switch today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile. You're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial. Must bring your number to Cricket on up to a $60 a month voice plan depending on device. Select models only while supplies last. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Cricket 5G requires a compatible device and is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, this is Travis Kelsey, NFL tight end and proud member of the Lowe's home team. Lowe's knows when you've got the best price, you've already won. That's why we offer the lowest price guarantee. If you find a better price online or in-store, we'll match it. Now you can score on the top brands from the Lowe's home team picks, like Scott's, LG, and DeWalt. So take on your projects with confidence. Lowe's is the exclusive home improvement retail partner of the NFL. Price match applies to the same item, current price of qualifying retailers. Exclusions and terms apply. Learn how we'll match price at Lowe's.com slash lowest price guarantee. Fill your game day cooler with the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Smooth, real brewed tea with a 5% kick of alcohol. Look for the bright yellow cans. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Wow, it's holiday time already? Be the envy of everyone and get all your holiday shopping done at Massage Envy. Massage Envy has gift card bundles for massage and facials, gift baskets, and more. Stop by any Massage Envy location and they will be glad to help organize your holiday list. Four locations to serve you. Collierville at Carriage Crossing, Poplar at Exeter, Midtown on Union, and Germantown Parkway. Or call 901-290-2234. Recent weather taking a toll on your roof? A-Team Roofing has you covered, literally, with their 24-hour tarp service to stop further damage. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. A-TeamRoofers.com. At Red River Toyota and Win, we got huge discounts. We're taking up to $3,000 off brand new 23 model Toyota Tundras. And we're giving you no payments. You heard that right. No payments on Toyota 4Runners and Camrys until February. Folks, we're also going to give you a $1,000 Visa gift card to help you through Christmas with every new car purchase. Check us out at Red River Toyota right here in Win, or go online at redrivertoyota.com. The Majestic Grill has a new menu, and it is spectacular. Barbecued char-grilled oysters. That's a half dozen oysters sourced fresh each week. Char-grilled with a delicious house-made chipotle honey and lime sauce and topped with Parmesan. Or lemon butter shrimp and scallop spaghettini. Or a new seared tuna dish. Or sweet and sour Brussels sprouts. There's a lot more that's new, plus all the old favorites that have kept people coming back to 145 South Main Street for nearly two decades. The Majestic Grill is better than ever. Stop by and see for yourself. Join us and unwind from your workday at Cookie Canuck for an unbelievable happy hour Monday through Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. Enjoy your favorite beverages at unbeatable prices. Hungry? No worries. We have $5 small plates, too. Cookie Canuck, downtown in Cordova. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Brought to you by Health Markets. Health Markets makes it easier to shop for health insurance. Health Markets searches and compares plans, which could save you time and money. Stop by licensed insurance agent Todd Rainey's office across from the Agri-Center to discover plans for health, dental, vision, and more. 
It's football season, and the NFL is in full effect on the free Odyssey app. We're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, and the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. Whatever team you're rooting for, the free Odyssey app has you covered with the local talk and your team's podcasts. Plus, listen to play-by-play of every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night game from Westwood One. If you're looking for the NFL, it's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search for your favorite team. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Denise has been playing jazz for 40 years. Last concert, one of the musicians fell sick with RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get a Brisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisvo. The most common side effects are tiredness, headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. At Genesis Diamonds, we're rolling back prices and finance rates so you can get that special someone the most special gift ever. Maybe it's that pair of diamond earrings or that all-new designer fashion bracelet or that dazzling two-carat diamond ring. It's all more affordable because at Genesis, we've got special pricing across the board and zero interest for five years. So you can get that $3,000 diamond pendant and pay just $50 a month or that $6,000 eternity band for just $100 a month. Everything's included in this amazing holiday offer. All our GIA certified natural diamonds and all our lab-grown diamonds. Even all our luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Imagine that $15,000 Rolex for just $250 a month. You can even finance the sales tax. Don't let talk of rising prices and high interest rates dampen your holiday spirit. At Genesis, we're lowering prices and taking interest rates down to zero. Get that headliner gift they deserve and make your money go farther than ever. Merry Christmas from Genesis Diamonds. At Poplar and Perkins Extended. On approved credit, see store for details. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. So Michael Cole covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the commercial appeal. You can always go follow him on Twitter. Follow him on X. So, Michael, I guess let's start here before we get into tonight's game. Do you think the Grizzlies' recent form, three out of their last four, does that say more about what the Grizzlies are currently, or does that say more about the schedule, in your opinion? Uh, it's it's a mix, but I think it's more about what the team is currently because one thing that the team has had of late is consistency, stability. And that's such a huge factor to everything, right? Like, early in the season, not only did they have injuries, but they had lineup changes. I mean, the first 17 games, they had eight different starting lineups. Uh, you're talking about 16, 17 uh, different guys playing in the rotation uh, already at this point of the season. And you can get a 15-man roster. So uh, you just don't expect that. you know. And, and that's kind of been what it's been for them. At this point, I think now over the last three, four games, what we've seen is the starting lineup outside of, you know, Derrick Rose and, uh, you know, missing the second night of the back-to-back. The starting lineup has been steady over the last few games. The rotation, you know it's going to be Vince Williams off the bench. You know Jalen Noel's coming off the bench. You know Xavier Tillman. Like right now, they have that steady presence with Tante Aldama off the bench as well in the starters, whereas the first eight, nine, ten, you know, 12 games of the season – I mean, you you just had no clue who was going to be starting or in the rotation off the bench behind the starters. It also feels like another thing that's kind of helped out the last couple of weeks. It felt like early in the season you had a lot of games clustered, whereas now it feels like there's a little bit of room in, in between games. You know, you had, what was it, after Saturday's game, you had was three days off before you played again. Now you get to come back with, with a day of rest. Like, it does feel like that has helped them because it felt like, you know, with with the small numbers that they had, it just felt like at times guys were just running on fumes. Yeah, right. Because you don't got a lot of bodies, right? Yeah. 
and and guys are you know nicked up like even some of the guys who weren't missing games you know like with Dez and and, and the ankle at certain points and other guys just you know playing their way through stuff and, and they had back to backs you know and things like that so yeah you you mentioned it the end season tournament you know for all the teams that didn't make the knockout round you granted you know this extra time of rest. And the Grizzlies, you know, uh, I think early this week, they took like two legit days off. It's very rare that the Grizzlies go two days in a row where it's, you know, no practice. And and they did that, you know, earlier this week. Now, you know, of course, that doesn't mean they didn't do anything. You know, they could have the individual days and things like that. But two days, no, you know, full-fledged, you know, practice. It's like a, a chance for these guys to kind of, you know, get their bodies together um, you know, it's a long marathon of a season, but I think that's definitely helped too. I think the other thing that's been interesting for me is, you know, it almost felt like three or four weeks ago, vibes were just very, very bad. I mean, you, you know, vibes were down, fan base, and you can even to a certain degree feel it with the team. But it is interesting yeah. how really it felt like, you know, just a good week and a half. And, you know, granted, schedule was soft and whatnot. It feels like a, that that kind of the last four games that we've seen, it feels like it's kind of allowed at least the fan base to breathe a sigh of relief. Do you sense the team kind of feeling the same way? Yeah. Uh, the reason for with the fan base, I think, is because, one, they're starting to win, and they're starting to win right before, you know, a few guys are a few days away, you know, from being back. And there's one in particular in John Morant that everybody has their eyes on. So they're starting to kind of get some wins, you know, ahead of that stretch, which kind of um, leads to promise and hope. And from the Grizzlies, from the team standpoint, it's just, you know, winning. Like I've I've heard some of the older guys who were on those 50-win teams, like you can just tell they they – not that they took winning for granted in the past, but each win feels like two or three wins right yeah. now for them. Like, like just talking to them after the game, you know, uh, you get that sense. They're like, man, you know, like beating Detroit wasn't just, oh, you know, it's a 2-18 and 18 team. We just beat Ho-Hum on to the next game. It, it, it's important. Like, they, these wins are much more meaningful right now because they went through that 0-6 you know, to, to, to start the season and whatnot. I think the other thing that's interesting to me as we kind of spin it forward, because you're right, with Jaws' return, it does feel like that's a huge part of it. Everyone's kind of sensing, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. I think the more interesting question, though, for me is, of the guys that are playing now, do we get a sense of how many guys are still going to be here, you know, let's say like a week after Jaws' back, presuming that, you know, the Grizzlies start to get more guys healthy? Because, like, I do think like it's an interesting question with Noel because it's not as simple yeah. as did he earn did he earn a spot like I think if it were as simple as did he earn a spot on the team I think most people would agree the answer is yes sure. but it's just not that it's not that easy there's financial complications you're gonna have to yeah. cut somebody who who yeah. at this point do you think that we're starting to see get like good rotation minutes is still gonna be here when everybody starts to get back uh, the rotation guys I mean. I think most of them will be, you know, the guys that just mentioned, of course, you know, your starters, the lineup is going to move around, but like a guy like Derrick Rose will shift to the bench uh, and whatnot. I think David Roddy, when Marcus Smart gets back, same thing. John Moran and Marcus will probably jump into the starting lineup. And then, uh, like, you know, there are some other guys who are underperforming. You know, Zaire Williams started the season real strong, grabbed that starting spot. Now he's kind of phased out almost the ninth man, the tenth man in the rotation at this point. So, um, you know, he's someone that's probably going to be out of the rotation. But, again, the financial side of it, as you mentioned, at the beginning of the year, I always say it went super unnoticed when it happened because it was one day after the Steven Adams uh, injury update when we found out that he missed the season. But the very next day, the Grizzlies picked up the options on all their rookie contracts, yeah. and that yeah. included Santi Aldama, uh, Zaire Williams, Jake Laravia, David Roddy, you know, list goes on. But the importance of that was when they pick up those contracts, it's not just for this season. It's for 2024-2025, which goes to your point that they can't just wait, these guys, because you're not just shedding money for this season. Uh, it's going to be money that's on the books for next season. And it's first-round money in the case of guys like Zaire, uh, David Roddy, Jake Laravia. So, you know, it's a substantial 
you know, that's a substantial uh, bill to take on, especially for a team that's going to be in the luxury tax next season. So there's going to be a multiplier that kicks in uh, on those contracts because of the Grizzlies being in the luxury tax next season when Desmond Baines, you know, max contract goes onto the books. So, uh, but getting more direct answer to your question, uh, Jalen Noel, I think he's not on the roster, you know, yeah. in 10 days. And it, it's tough. Because you you laid it out perfectly, he deserves it, right? Like he's playing well. Yeah, if this were if this were just like a tryout, did you make the team? Yeah. Like it would have been, yeah, he made the team. Easy, easy. But uh, it's 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 tough factors around it, and I guess the way to look at this from you know a more optimistic uh, you know more optimistic perspective is to say this: Hey, you know, Jalen Noel is going to upgrade for this team, yes, but uh, it's because he gives them something that they haven't had. Uh, there are a lot of players in NBA that are kind of those off-the-bench spark plug-type scorers like Jalen Noel. And just to be honest, they're a, a bunch of them. They're probably better than him. Uh, and that's why, you know, some of them have jobs right now uh, with certain teams. And with that being the case, the point is, you know, after 10 days or so when Jalen Noel's contract is up, you'll get, you know, Luke Kennard back. You'll get Marcus Smart back. You'll get Job back. And I feel like, that should be enough until you get closer to the time when more teams are willing to trade, which will be a month from now. You know, uh, people can say, hey, you know, we should make a trade right now. That'll be perfect case scenario, right? If you were to trade something right now, then you'd be able to keep Jalen Noel, sign him for the rest of the year, and just move on. But just go look at the last 10 years. You're not going to find that many uh, December trades because yeah. right now teams are either figuring out what they have or they're trying to get healthy to figure out what they have. Uh, so with all that being factored in, uh, it's not going to be until late January, you know, early February when teams are really trying to do that. And, and in that case, you know, the Grizzlies can get through, you know, a month uh, with, with those guys that we just mentioned. And then you can go get a guy in early February, you know, a spark plug off the bench. Uh, you know, we just saw the Pistons the other day, right, How about – you know, a cheaper option would be like an Alec Burks who yeah. averaged double. When they double said, when they said, because yeah. I, I don't know if you were there, but they, they said on the broadcast yeah. like thirteen-year veteran, and that was just a wildly depressing thought. It's like, oh my god, he has <laughs> been in the league thirteen years. Literally, literally, and I mean, double figures consistently. Yeah. Like again, that's a guy who you know you don't think of it just you know when you think of big flashy names, but he's a guy who is statistically speaking, been much better than Jalen Noel throughout his career. And you can get him on the last year of his contract, which means it wouldn't come at a significant price. You have the Dylan Brooks trade exception, which you can work into a deal. And then you could move potentially one contract so you can make, you know, the roster adjustments. So uh, that would take away the idea of having to release a player and, you know, take on a contract into next season. So there are ways that the Grizzlies can still upgrade this roster uh, without, you know, putting themselves in that position uh, you know, with having to stick with Noel and, you know, move some other guys. We're talking about the commercial appeals to Michael Cole. Go follow him on Twitter at Demichael C. Kind of along those same lines, I think most most are, you know, somewhat speculating. I think some people kind of maybe, maybe uh, informed speculating that at some point the Grizzlies are indeed going to make some kind of deal before, between now and the deadline. Do you think it's possible that they make multiple deals? I, I think it's very possible. Um, very, very uh, possible. I think the the thing is, the Grizzlies, like most teams, don't know where they'll be right. when we get to January to February. I, I think uh, the idea, like the, the based on how the contracts are set up, based on how uh, the Grizzlies structurally have set themselves up, as I mentioned, the Dylan Brooks trade exception and things like that, they have the pieces to to make any type of move you know they want to make. Like you have uh, older players on contracts that'll you know be expiring either next season or this season. Yeah. You know where we're talking over fifteen million dollars a year. So you can go out and get a bigger contract without giving up too much. Uh, you can go out and, and acquire you know a guy you know who's on an eight nine ten million dollar deal. And you have a, 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 a trade exception that's going to take up most of that, and you just add in a player, and you got a deal right there. So they have the ability, like they have set themselves up very well to to make those type of moves without just purging the roster. 
So uh, they can definitely do that. And, again, I think it will come down to, like right now, we don't know if they'll be buyers or, or potentially we talk about them selling a couple of those guys. Uh, but I think if they're, you know, they get job back, they're competitive. It's looking like they're going to be competing for one of the play-in spots or potentially even a top-six spot. Then, yeah, we could see them definitely go out there uh, hunting out a couple of deals. What do you think the what, what's the role for Vince Williams moving forward? You know, he's obviously he's been showing flashes now. He's giving them something that they clearly need, which is you know this team hasn't been great defensively, but he's a good defender and he's he's adding something on the rebounding front. But when we start to get more bodies back, what, what, what do you think the role for Vince becomes? I think I mean his defense. You you can't just take it off the floor, like because it's especially considering is, just how bad they've been. I mean, when you talk about that, I mean, because what? We haven't talked bad about the three-point defense in a while right yeah. now, right? And a big part of what the, what was happening, it wasn't just simple as, you know, communication breakdowns and guys just getting open. A lot of it was guys just couldn't stay in front of their man. Yeah. And that just led to over like overhelping on rotations and things like that. And it was in wide-open looks. A guy like him, he's staying in front of his man uh, most of the time. And even if his man gets past him. He has a, you know, uh, near what? I mean, his wingspan is so long, like he can get back into the play. So uh, because of that, I mean, Vince Williams is a guy. I think he stays on the floor. Now, you know, there is the, you know, fifty game. 